You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Curtain of Peter People, welcome to your program is your ticket, coming to you from Midtown Manhattan, right in the middle of Broadway. My name is Sean Chandler, and I'll be your host. Your program is your ticket is a discussion of smaller theater works and the people and organizations that make it happen. As many of you know, your program is your ticket is a helpful system where your program is literally your ticket to get into the theater in smaller, more intimate productions. It's these works we like to highlight, and it's our goal on this show to feature as many of these productions as possible while still discussing the biggies. Tonight's show features an upcoming event that completely highlights our mission here at Your Program is Your Ticket. On April 21st, the Ohio village of Chagrin Falls will be holding their star-studded gala, Broadway Comes to Chagrin. This amazing event will pay tribute to community theater and to the role Chagrin Valley Little Theater plays as an anchor in their region, with proceeds from the gala benefit evening being used to continue the renovations of Chagrin Valley Little Theater's main stage theater building, which provides a continuing asset to art and business in the area. Among the many wonderful features planned for the event are wine, beer, and bites, tours, a live auction, and a performance of Smokey Joe's Cafe featuring a star-studded Broadway lineup and fabulous local talent. And when they say star-studded, they aren't kidding. My guests on tonight's show are two Ohio natives who just happen to be major superstars here in New York City. From Wicked, Shrek the Musical, and The Lion King, actor and director Rob Sapp, and from Newsies, Gigi and Bandstand, actor Corey Cott. Rob is directing the performance of Smokey Joe's Cafe for the event, and Corey, along with his brother Casey, are honorary co-chairs. Way to pay it back, guys. So, let's bring them on. Folks, please welcome to the show actor-director Rob Sapp and actor Corey Cott from the upcoming Broadway Comes to Chagrin. Hi, guys, and welcome to your program, Is Your Ticket. Hi, Sean. Hi. Thank you for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, Thank you. It's my pleasure, and as I was saying earlier, I'm I'm a little overwhelmed and kind of really nervous because I'm big fans of both of you <laughs> and, so and your shows, and I'm just I'm just so I'll just I'm gonna try not to fangirl too much. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, cool. Um, now I've touched a little on your roles with this amazing event. Tell our audiences about our, your specific involvement in Broadway comes to chagrin. Okay, well, I guess, wanna, uh, yeah, you want to go first? Shall okay. I? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Rob Sapp, and I'm directing the evening's uh, festivities. And uh, I'm a Solon native, which is uh, just right next door to Sugarn Falls. And uh, I've spent a lot of time in Sugarn Falls um, with my former high school musical director, Pat Hainish. Uh, and, and she and I are collaborating on this project, and together we are pulling together our resources and, you know, creating an evening that's going to benefit um, a theater that is not just the cornerstone of the community, but that is, you know, as you said, an anchor of, of the Sugar Valley. And a lot of talent um, has has come from this area and this community. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very sort of fertile garden that, that has grown a lot of talent that is here in New York. And, you know, always are, I'm always looking for an opportunity to give back. Uh, and this just seemed like the perfect, perfect opportunity. So, and with you know, talent like Corey and Casey that have actually come from Sherman Falls, it, it was you know, it was a no-brainer. So, excellent, yeah. Corey. And well, yeah. So uh, Rob sort of, I think he just called me out of the blue a couple months ago and mentioned that this was happening. And uh, being a native, I'm a native of Sugar Falls, so. Um, 
want the idea that uh, that this would benefit the community. I never personally worked at Chagrin Valley Little Theater, but I saw many shows there and many friends that that did shows there. Um, I, I was immediately so pumped about the idea of doing something to benefit the theater community and to hopefully inspire the next generation of theater artists and to give back to the community that uh, introduced me to theater. It, literally, Rob was one of those people. It's crazy that we're doing this because Rob was, he'll be really modest about this, but Rob was really one of the first people that I ever met that was, that was on Broadway. And he came to Chagrin and did a master class with a bunch of us when I was like a... Uh, like a freshman in high sophomore in high school or something like that I think maybe it was it was like sophomore or junior and he was like everything I wanted to be and in the business and he still is like I still look up to him that way so the fact that we get to I, first of all I would do anything Rob asked me to do and then second of all the fact that we get to do something together is so cool for me so yeah it's the best. You, you, you give me too much credit. No, I don't. It. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's completely but, true. Well, completely the, the, true. It, it's it's a mutual respect because you know I, I look up to you as well, and you know just when you see what is possible when you have a community that supports the arts, um, you know how can, how can you not continue to help just sort of you know support you know support that it, it is. Yeah literally life-changing what you know what can happen in these in these small towns and the impact the greater impact that it could have you know I mean think of what Corey has already given to the theater community as a whole you know I mean and and now the people that you're impacting and yeah if we can go back and do the same thing that you were able to do with me to even more people it's like the number is exponential of what of, of the number of people that could want to pursue this and change the community and and the business so yeah, yeah. and it, it starts at the community level yeah you know it really starts in the homes i think sure. you had very supportive families yep. that you know um you know uh, got you know behind us and sort of said yeah you can do this this is something you want to do yeah um and i think there's so many um you know so many there's so much young talent that just needs that switch to go off in, in their heads it's like oh yeah i can i can do something Greater, I can do something more. I mean, teaching um, over the years, I've always been amazed at how um, you know that possibility isn't apparent at first, Um, and then when you see the you know the light switch go off, I think of your brother all the time. Like when I first met your brother, sure, you know he you know he sort of had his hair in his face and you know had no interest really in being on stage, and you know that switch went off for him. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it just takes someone to say you can do it or yeah. get get up there and do it. Yeah, you know? and that's on at, at any age, right? Any level, you know yeah. that 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 moment can happen. Um, yeah. So you know. Yeah. To sort of create the, you know the um, the opportunity for somebody to realize that you know I imagine and I hope that we will touch people with this gala. You know, yeah. that people will come and 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 leave there realizing that you know the boundaries of their lives can just expand even just a little bit more um and that's that's exciting that's living a full life you know (laughs) indeed did both of you come from families that have strong theater backgrounds uh 
you know, not particularly. My dad's a musician, so he was a performer, but I never knew him as such because he sort of gave it up right. uh, before, you know, before I could remember. Now he's had a return to his, you know, he's in a band, uh, you know, that, that plays around Cleveland and he's sort of living his teenage years again with his huh, mom. That's awesome. Fun. Yeah. Um, Fully Assembled. Oh my gosh. Well, he would, that was the band he was in. Fully okay. Assembled. Yeah. The band he's in now is Chance. Wow, cool. Um, which is they, you know, they're they're pretty popular in the Cleveland area and and, and or, you know around that you know around that area, um, but no Broadway people in my family. In fact, I didn't see a Broadway show until I was eighteen huh. at the Nederlander. Oh no, um, way. Rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rent was the first That's Broadway awesome. show I ever saw. It's and, a good first uh, one. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite show ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one of mine too because it was. Yeah, it's, it's it's a terrific show. What about you, Corey? Did you uh, come from a theater family? Nope, no, no theater. Um, we were exposed to it, though. My parents would make an effort to take us to see things. We would see, we'd see everything. We were very well rounded. We would go. We we all played sports, and we would go. You know, watch various. Uh, you know, we lived in Michigan when I was a little kid, so we'd go see Tigers games and Pistons games, and then when we moved to Cleveland when I was twelve. Uh, we would go see everything at Playhouse Square, and uh, we would uh, go to Cavs games too. And we would, you know, go see. Go, we we would do everything. So um, they always made an effort to expose us to it and expose us to the arts. I was required to. I, I I had to take piano lessons when I was a kid, and I hated it. And but my mom made me. And, um, but I also played every sport and and. Uh, you know, I took voice lessons in, in middle school and high school and was in choir, but I'd also was like involved with a ton of various after school things, you know. So uh, they were really good about exposing us to everything and letting us figure out what we liked. Uh, but besides that, no, we didn't. Uh, they, none of my parents aren't actors or anything like that. Uh, the reason why I ask is because oftentimes it's these mentors that we have that come along in high school or even middle school or junior high or whatever your particular school system calls it, um, that, that flick on the switch. Because uh-huh. I came from a family that could care less about theater. Sure. If I, if I went to the theater, it's because I got my car and drove there and paid sure. for it. Uh, so I, I, I agree with you. I think it's just so important uh, to, to really go back and, and praise those people and help them. Um, and, and I think it's, it's really cool what you're doing. Um, now, you mentioned that you had a specific Ohio mentor, right? Yeah. That you're working with on this show. That's correct. Okay. Tell yes. me a little bit more about her. Uh, she, she and her former late husband uh, were the, the people who came into our community, started a theater program, and in about two years' time, 70, 80 people on stage doing these shows. Um, and it wasn't for me, um, you know, a, a situation where I thought, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm an outcast, so I'm going to go do theater or I'm going to go find myself, you know, in theater. But that I looked around and I was like, I'm one of so many people who love doing this. And that makes me feel, you know, like I, like I'm not the only one. Uh, and that gave me a tremendous amount of confidence. And they, Gosh, I just, they changed my life. Without that experience, 
um, we probably would not be sitting here having this conversation yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, it was that kind of impact. In fact, he is the one who people always ask me, "How do you, you know, how'd you become Rob with two Bs?" Uh, and I was always Robbie Sap, growing huh. up R O B B I E. And you know, one day I opened a program, and all of a sudden I saw he had chopped the I E off my name, and he said, "You know, I think you should do." I think you should go by Rob with two B's because you're sap with two P's and huh. you know, people will remember that and it's going to look more symmetrical and I thought oh my gosh okay alright so I sure. guess I'm Rob with two B's now huh. but anybody who knows me for a long time calls me Robbie still you know when I go home I'm Robbie and huh. even here in the industry a little bit it's caught on you know when people hear that I was Robbie growing up they never do Robbie. that but yeah I mean even to you know even in, in sort of my identity in that way they've impacted me and um, you know, I've always kept in touch with that, you know, those, those part, parts of my roots. And I remember I was doing Shrek um, in, in 2009, and I just had this sort of crazy idea sitting in my dressing room one day, like, I want to go back. I want to do something. I want to give back. And so um, Pat Hanish is, is, is her name, uh, came to see the show, and we, we talked about it in my dressing room. And... And she said, you know, is that something you would consider doing? And I said, absolutely. Because I had come back and worked on Oklahoma. Yep. Right? Which Corey, which Corey was playing Curly in. Uh-huh. And um, she you said... That was 10 years ago? It, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was It was probably like this... These two probably, weeks. Probably, yeah. It's the same time of year. Yeah. Exactly. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And you also directed Music Man. Which, yes. Which we ended up casting... Corey's brother Casey, yeah, um, as Harold Hill. It was double cast, in fact. So he was one of the Harold Hills. Oh, gotcha. Guys. And um, it just, I just, there was just something incredibly fulfilling about it. And I think it was because I got to continue to be a student, a student of Pat's, a student of my students. You know, I came away from that feeling like I was the one who was being taught. You know, sure. by these bright, talented, fearless. Um, high schoolers and, and, and younger it was I want to say it was like 5th fifth, 5th fifth through 12th graders Jeez. maybe even younger but you know I came away from that experience expanded in ways that I had never been um, you know <laughs> expanded I mean I, I it changed my life and, and that was where I was like oh my gosh these teachers can continue these experiences can continue to change your 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 life over and over again and so i thought i i just have to continue to invest in that that i truly believe will make the world a better place um so she she's remained my mentor uh and you know he i will forever consider him a life-changing mentor uh, bob keller excellent very good name Corey. what about you you have any um high school mentors um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah, sure. I mean, I would say Rob was one of them definitely early oh. on. Absolutely. It sounds in terms like it. of, yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, I mean, there's so many people in my life I would consider a mentor. Um, even people outside the theater, theater community and business that I still apply what they taught me. But Rob was definitely one of the first people to encourage me to keep doing it and taught me what it is to be a, not only a good actor and a good singer and a good artist, but a good, just a good person. Um, and then, uh, I had a great acting teacher in, uh, in 
in, in Cleveland. Uh, I did I did a lot of theater that Rob did some theater at too at a place at, uh, uh, next door to in the county over from Chagrin called uh, Stage Crafters. Um, they used the Orange High School facilities, which is just like a 10 minute drive away from Chagrin. But um, I did a lot of community theater there and that was kind of the first place where I really, outside of my uh, doing plays and musicals at Chagrin Falls High School, I, did, I kind of uh, realized my passion even more so in this place because it was a bunch of different kids from all over Cleveland coming to the theater here. And uh, so uh, Jamie and Wendy Koth were, were kind of became big teachers and mentors to me there, um, as well as a, a friend of mine and former, uh, former choir teacher at, at Chagrin, a guy named Yusef Hamid. He was a, he was a big, big uh, inspiration to me too. Um, but but yeah, there there are many people. I mean, my, my dad and my mom and dad are amazingly, as I said before, encouraging and uh, guided me in many different ways. Still do to this day, obviously. And uh, so yeah, it's like a, it's a multi-part answer to that question. But those are, yeah, those are a few of them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad they encouraged you to play the piano because that certainly paid off in your last show. Well, yeah, that's a tricky. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's one of my biggest regrets that I gave up playing the piano because um, I played until I was like eight and I hated it. I hated it. So I didn't want to practice. I did not want to come home. I just wanted to like do a, you know, play video games or do whatever else I wanted to do. And, uh, and I really wish I stuck with it because it made preparations for bandstand very hard. But, but yeah, uh, I guess I had somewhat of a foundation. But it was I had kind of had to go back to square one and, and and relearning how to play for bandstand. But but yeah, it's uh, if you're listening and you are thinking about giving up piano, please do not give Stick up piano. With it. It's yeah. something I wish I would have done. But, yeah. you know, more of a. Took it in college. Yeah, and taught myself to plunk out things. But yeah, yeah. I wish if I could go back and do it again. Yeah, I would do more dance class and more yeah. piano lessons. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I played music for about ten years of my life, and then I stopped. And um, even though I didn't go back, I don't have really have a need to go back to playing an instrument. But when I started writing musicals. It was helpful just to be able to speak the language. Sure. So when people were talking about different phrases with music um, and words and uh, terminology, I understood what they were saying. Uh-huh. I could talk to a composer. And, and so um, when I thought, oh my gosh, I'll never use this ever again in my entire life, it all came back to me. So yeah. you never know. But I, I wanted to say that um, I saw Bandstand twice. I actually oh, wow. interviewed uh, Adam Wolf on this show, who was oh, cool. the pit drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Bandstand. He's a Cleveland is. guy. Or he's an Ohio guy. He I is. Think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, in in Bandstand, it's a story of a band, and um, there's a drummer on stage, but there's also a drummer in the pit, and that's Adam Wolf, and he was um, he was great. Uh, but anyways, I was in the front row the second time I saw it, and somebody did ask, like a uh, like I just overheard someone say, "Is that really him playing the piano up there?" And and someone said, "I believe it was." Somebody from the orchestra popped up and said, yes, they're all playing yeah. their own instruments up there. Yeah, yeah, so. it's true. Yeah, it's true. It was a, and it's cool because we've um, we started gigging as a band since the show's closed. We've played Birdland uh, three times. We're playing again there on May 28th. 
We're gonna we're gonna do a little tour. We're gonna go to Vegas this summer. We're gonna go to Buffalo. We're hoping to go to Cleveland at some point too, um, which would be super cool because the show takes place in Cleveland. So uh, yeah, it's kind of paid off that way that we've continued to to play and and uh, yeah. So the the band yes in bandstand is actually going to tour yeah and go to vegas with it yeah we're going to play two shows at the smith center in vegas that's awesome i know i know i know yeah it's crazy we were like threw out this idea to them they were like yeah we'll give you we'll we'll take a risk and give you money to come play here and hopefully we'll (laughs) make some money back on it we're like okay cool so Um, yeah and our show our, our shows the bandstand writers are from vegas and live and work in vegas still so they have some connections there to hopefully bring in the you know the hometown feel to it but um but yeah yeah it's been kind of a, a fruitful thing and since the show's closed so and can i just gush for a moment because oh i saw gosh. i saw bandstand it would take the pressure off of me. <laughs> <laughs> but to see i mean you know i saw i saw you do that show Corey, and you know when you, when you just see somebody who you you know watched their journey and um you know i think about us it, in the hallways of, Sh- of Sh- I know. high school, like, you know, Pat wheeled out the keyboard. Yep. And you sang I Can't Stand Still yep. from yep. Footloose. Yep. And yeah, I think you were like a junior. I think I was. Junior. Yeah, I was probably I was a, somewhere around. I think maybe I was a junior. Maybe even younger. Pat called and said, I, there's a student here that is really, you know, I could tell he's got it. You know, will you come in and just, yeah, you know, help me work with him a little bit and hear yeah. him sing. And um, yeah, it's sophomore, junior, somewhere around there. Yeah. And, and you know, I flash back so to that, crazy. and then all of a sudden, I'm watching him living his downstage center, like only guy on stage in the spotlight, Broadway dreams. You know, yeah. it's just like it's nuts. You know, I, eyes tearing up, and like you know, I got my Adam's apple is like, <laughs> up by my soft palate. I'm, you know, and, and you know, I, your first, I was at your first show for Newsies because yes, I was you were. talking to your mom. Yes, you were. That's right. Back and forth, and she was like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, Corey may go on any day. They're saying, you know, that you were maybe gonna go on earlier. Yeah, I did. Started, I ended up. Right? Yep, I did. Yeah, and yeah. So I was in touch with your mom and you got the note I think you got the notice like that day or something like that it was and like I the night before I assured her that there was going to be somebody there from your oh, man, you know just, from your now you were the Jack Kelly alternate and I then was. eventually took over the role yep took over. exactly I yeah. didn't I didn't see you because I saw it in Chicago sure but I okay. love the show yeah it's, it's incredible show. and, and when I just seeing the twinkle oh. in, in your eyes the first moment that you came believe. on stage and I was like this he is a star like that's what it is you know it's just the capital I capital T like you either have it or you don't and uh, it was just so apparent from that moment you know and I so remember so calling sweet. your mom in intermission and I was like he's doing great you know, he hasn't, he hasn't like, faded yet like, like oh, for man. your mom but yeah. uh, you know it's just again it's just these sort of surreal moments where you, it's just you know but I've received that like I've received that from Rob I've seen I've received that firsthand of someone taking a, the time and risk to give that to, to the next generation of of actors he's not gonna let me and, just gush about it no but like but I'm so what I'm saying is it comes back to what we're doing is that like I I feel I feel like it's my duty to do that for uh, for someone else you know for, for because we we have to it's like this it's like this this baton that keeps getting passed it's true on. yeah no it's, yeah it is true you, you have to you have to you know pay it forward you have to pay it backwards sure, I mean, you know sure. every which direction because you just never know yeah. how, whose life it's going to touch yeah, and how yeah. that may just propel them forward on their journey yeah. when I um, started getting a little traction on my writing career and started to get successful about six years ago I um, 
I was in therapy. I'm that neurotic. I have to go to therapy for success. Oh, that's not. That's a real thing. No, that's it's insane. Um, but my therapist, who worked with people in the entertainment industry, said that you will always enjoy this business if you make it about the relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you put the relationships first, and you always remember those, you'll you'll have fun and yeah. you'll you'll meet wonderful people yeah and it will be a really nice experience because there's so much um difficulty there's so many ups and downs and so <laughs> much uh, competitiveness and yeah, true. if you could put all that aside and just really help people out and and be nice to people i think that that that's the best advice i've got from anybody yeah. on this whole entire journey for me now, Raw, I, yes. have, I have to say that I, I know that you played Bach in Wicked. I did. You did, and I, I see Wicked like every six weeks. <laughs> I am that much of a Wicked oh, person. Wow. I, I love it. Okay. <laughs> and I haven't seen it. Not, I, I think the 10-year anniversary was the last time I saw it. I think I saw it like six weeks ago, so I'm probably due. I've seen it yeah, so many you times. You've seen it a few years. It's though. been it's been four yeah, or five years. It's been a minute since yeah. I saw it. Yeah, it's I've been there so many times that like I, I I try to get like the same front row seat on the side and like this there was a Broadway cares equity fights AIDS night and I was I went out and put a. 20 in the bucket and the lady that was there was in the she's like oh hi yeah we, we yeah you sit in the front row all the time you're here a lot aren't you she actually no man I thought oh my god I've, 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 I'm a 13 year old girl <laughs> oh man that's good I sat in the front row the very first time I saw the show in fact and I just remember looking up just thinking they're all so lucky yeah, you know, that was the thought that I had. They're all so lucky to be up on that stage. So it was always a special moment for me to be right downstage in the opening and make eye contact with those front row people. Um, just, well, first, I think I don't remember you necessarily, but the yeah, the first Broadway show I ever saw was Wicked, and really? you were in it. I think, I, yeah, it was. So I'm pretty sure because it was like in the fall of '04, and okay. you were probably still in it then, right? Yeah, fall of 04 is when I went into it, actually. Sure, thing. okay. But I was doing the ensemble. I went in, right. I replaced an original ensemble member um, inside of the first year, right? Yeah, I definitely saw Chris Fitzgerald as Bach, but yeah. you, but you, okay. I bet so you were covering on Chris at that okay. time, yeah, in the fall. And uh, then took over, um, I think about a year later. So, I was playing Bach in the infamous Adina fall. Through the, the trapdoor moment, I remember in that oh, one. Oh, you were you were Bach then. Yeah, I oh did this gosh. little stint. I covered between Chris Fitzgerald and Jeffrey Kuhn. They didn't have somebody, so I got I got bumped up. And all the creators came for her last week, and that's that's how I got the job because they all saw me do the role. Oh my gosh! That you know that week. And that's the performance where, like, they had to call in Shoshana B yeah. to take over. It was so two. wild. I had just oh, gotten wow. out of the shower, washing all the silver off me, getting back into my um, my costume for curtain call, and all of a sudden we hear over the, you know, the backstage PA, the announcement that the show is being held, and you know, Jeez. so I ran downstairs, and it was just like everybody was on stage, and. It was it was pretty wild. Yeah, Dina was on her back with her head in her dresser's lap, and you know we didn't know what had, I didn't know what had happened. And 
turned uh, out, you know, it was, it was so wild. It's a very active show. You guys are all over the place. I've often said that like my fantasy is to like go and like sit on a really tall speaker backstage, just, you know, and be quiet and watch the whole thing unfold in front of me backstage. I think that'd be, that would be super cool. There's a really cool vantage point actually backstage at the Gershwin, up by the stage manager's office where you can sort of overlook backstage and you can see everything really? going on and you can see the stage and it's, it is kind of cool to go up there. It was cool for me to just sort of take it all in. Uh, so lucky. So, so lucky. <laughs> I, I consider myself lucky. Yeah. Also, you were in, if I'm not mistaken, Meet Me in St. Louis. Were you in a production? I, well, I did that meeting? in St. Louis, in fact, which was very cool, in, in Forest Park at the Muni. So, actually, where the show takes place. That's awesome. Yeah, that was I love that movie. I, just, yeah, I had to bring I that up because I love that movie, and you played Lon. I did play Lon, and, and yeah. So it just and Max von Essen. Oh no way! And Bryn O'Malley was oh, Esther. Good cast. Uh, yeah, the cast was phenomenal. Ka- um, Catherine Walker, was Rose. It was just a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. Charm despair. That book artist. It's a uh, like a, a show I've been chasing forever and ever and ever. And also, uh, Corey, I saw you and Gigi. Oh, which I Really, really love. Oh, thank you. I did. Appreciate I did. That. With, Means with, a lot. With thank Vanessa you. Hudgens. Yeah. And, it was a really, really good, fun show. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was light and and funny and and emotional at times, <laughs> and it was it was nice. And of course, I walked home singing "The Night They Invented Champagne." Of course. Yes, of course. Did you have but some champagne? Or no, no, no. I didn't. I, 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 I don't drink, but you know, That's maybe okay. I stopped and got some sparkling apple cider. <laughs> Who knows? Sure. <laughs> um, now, Rob, I understand that you've been very instrumental in bringing on other esteemed, talented performers for the show. Tell me a little bit about them. Well, you know, you talked earlier about relationships and how important those are in, in this industry, in any industry, just in life. And so much of this is based on my relationships with these people. Um, I, you know, I'm looking at this at this casting sheet, and it's all people I've worked with and had, you know, a, a long, wonderful relationships with. And, um, you know, basically what I did is I sat and this is a show I've always wanted to, to stage. And uh, I thought, wow, you know, I just, with, with so many of the talented friends that I, that I know of, I, I feel like this would be just one that would be just stellar to do. And so I immediately just, my wheels started turning. And I just, like Corey said, I just started making phone calls. Um, after we had had a couple meetings about this idea in Sugar and Falls, I thought, yeah, I think I can pull this off. I really think, you know, I think I can, I think first of all, everybody would love to sing the music. Yeah, uh, sure. So many well-known songs in the show. Um, yeah. And, you know, fun for the cast, fun for the audience, um, fun for the, you know, production team. Sure. And so I just started putting out phone calls and put, you know, put together sort of a dream cast. And I was just so amazed and, and, and excited by how quickly people you know, I barely got half a sentence out of my mouth, and they're like, "Yes, yeah. where, 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 what do I have to, where, where is this? Yes, I'll do it. You know, when is it?" And um, you know, of course, then my big fear was, "Oh, I'm going to get everybody to say yes, and then everybody's going to say no because they're so talented and they're, you know, they work so much in the industry." Um, but, but by the grace of the theater gods and goddesses, 
um, everybody's remained available, which is which is great. Um, but I look at this list, and you know, we have people from Wicked, Lion King, In the Heights, Jumpin' High, Mamma Mia, Les Mis. Uh, an original Jersey Boy, Daniel Reichert, who is also a Cleveland native. He was the original Bob Gaudio in Jersey Boys. I love uh, that show. Yeah, I do too. Um, so everybody just, it, it felt, you know, I think because, um, you know, obviously because of the giving back element, but I think also because, you know, the friendships and the relationships. And I think if somebody called me, anybody on this list, you know, or Corey called me and said, hey, do you want to be a part of something, you know, without asking too many questions? I'd be like, sure. Yeah. What is it, you know? Um, yeah. So. Well, Smokey Joe's Cafe has great songs like Hound Dog, Love Potion Number 9, On Broadway, and Stand By Me. That's right. So those are, those are very enticing, I yeah. would imagine, for a singer. Sure. Absolutely. In fact, I just handed off music to one of the cast members, the New York cast members last night, and she goes, you know, I... I didn't, all, I didn't know too much of the music, and now the songs that, she said the songs that she was learning, she wants to continue to sing, to put in her audition book. Huh. Um, you know, she's genuinely excited about the material, and um, she said it's been a joy to practice um, and, and to get a jump start on the music. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's all the songs are infectious, and it's a, it's a toe tapper. Um, people are going to be leaving the theater humming these songs I, I, I'm concerned we're going to need to put a new roof on the place actually I think once, oh, yeah, once, if they didn't need one before they're going to need one now <laughs> we will blow the roof off off of this theater with, uh, with these voices paired with this music and, and a band we're going to have obviously a live band on stage at these sure. six or seven pieces led by Pat Hanish awesome. and um, they're going to just rock it out as well it's uh, it's I, I wish we were doing more than one night actually yeah. you know, it's it's going to be incredible. Your guys' excitement is like super infectious. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're so excited about doing something this wonderful. It's, it's really cool and it warms my heart. It really does. I'm not just being sorry, sappy. I'm just saying it warms my heart. It really, really does. Yeah, well that's good. I mean that's you know, it, it, that's the idea is that, you know, it touches, it touches a heart string and that, you know, that it's about the, the, the community aspect and you know this isn't this isn't a business venture for us this right is a, this is a project of, of passion um, and you know leading with the heart on this one and and what's joyous about it is that you know the the business piece sort of follows along with it which is these relationships that, that we've created in the business yeah um, excellent yeah um, uh, this week, I have uh, a very fortunate opportunity, in addition to this fortunate opportunity of talking to you two gentlemen. Tomorrow, I'm going to go to Easton, Pennsylvania to interview the administrators of an award ceremony called the Freddies. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it is a high school award ceremony that uh -huh. actually is a subject of a, of a documentary called Most Valuable Players. It's on Netflix. And um, it's really, really, it's a, it's a great great documentary. I watched it when I was in Chicago and you know I'm like, oh maybe I'll you know watch it if I fall asleep. Cut to two hours later and I'm crying. <laughs> and um, it's and and so it's so great to today be interviewing two gentlemen who have had who have successful New York Broadway careers and then sort of like go backwards and be interviewing people who were are um 
providing opportunities to high school students to really just feed their theater mm. um, wants and needs and dreams. Huh. So that awesome. being said, um, in closing, what kind of advice or words of encouragement do you have for the aspiring theater students of Chagrin Falls, uh, uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, or anywhere in the world? Oh, um, I feel like I get asked that question a lot. I don't know if you get asked it a lot, but um, and it's it's always uh, it's always so daunting to me because I I uh, I feel like my first bit of advice is that there's no formula for success other than there are virtues and values that will point you in, in that direction um, which include uh, hustle uh, that's like my word I like to use uh, you always have to hustle that never ends I'm hustling right now uh, more than I have in a long time and it's it's humbling, but it's it's how you just have to. It's 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 a quality that every successful person in the theater business and not will tell you that you have to have. Sure. Um, and then, and, and with hustle goes hard work, and uh, and always having a curious mind of wanting to learn and get better at whatever it is you do. But then there are just human qualities that I think are necessary to keep, uh, including uh, you know humility, kindness graciousness, uh, willing to collaborate, you know, those qualities that just make you a decent person. Um, I think I'd always rather work with people like that over talented jerks, you know? So, um, you always just, I I don't know. I try try to boil it down to just those things, hustle and and just be a good person because I, I think those will, if you really, really stick to those things, that y- you will find success in, in whatever you're doing. But in the same way, like, there are, uh, there are ways that are technical that can point you in good directions, too. If you go, if you get training at a good school versus get training at, in, in a not-good school, you might, you're going to be in a better path to success. There's things like that that are definitely worth considering and looking at in a very technical sense, but um, generally, I would say those... Those first things I said are, are the best advice I, I think I could give. Terrific. I, I would agree with that 100%. And, you know, the only thing I would, you know, add to that is just that, you know, uh, allow the, you know, don't let the nose stop you. Yeah. You yeah. know, let the nose guide you. Someone once said to me that, you know, a no isn't a dead end. It's just, it's pointing you towards your yes. Um, and yep. that's something that's always stuck with me because we hear no so much. Yep. Um, Dang. I heard it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did too, actually. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's that doesn't mean that that's a door closing, but that it's just sort of forcing you to just look in a different direction towards, you know, the door that is open. Yeah. Um, and there's always an open door. Yep. So, um, you know, that's the, it's the mindset that you have to sort of adopt if you want to <laughs> stay in this industry and um, continue to love it and continue to be fulfilled by it and to not let that sort of self-doubt that so, is so just always ready there to just creep in. Um, you know, if you could just sort of keep that at bay by saying, you know, self-doubt, go sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and, um, yeah. you know, and then everyone has that. Everyone has that self-doubt. Oh, yeah. And no, no matter what you're doing, you don't talk about that more often. It's, know? I think because so much of this industry is about We're presenting maintaining yourself a, as, you know, I'm successful. I've yeah. got so many things going on and I don't need to worry about yep. 
where my next job is coming from because I know and you know I'm saying no to everything instead of everything saying no to me and I have to figure out how to make that work Um, but it's so true yeah so we all have that really don't don't talk about that I mean I guess when you're having a one-on-one it's easier to talk about than when you're out schmoozing and something you know it's all about talking about well, that, what's that thing in the business where someone says, how are you doing? Oh, well, I'm doing this. And I'm doing right, that. right, no, right. No, I didn't ask what you're doing. Right. Right. How are you? How are you? Yeah. yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I would be remiss to not um, also mention that, you know, we've talked about the New York talent that's coming to be a part of this. But there's actually local Cleveland talent that's going to be a part of this as well. So awesome. Um, we, you know, we opened this opportunity up 17 and older, and we, you know, we actually have a couple 18, 19 year olds from the community who are going to be um, a part of this. Um, so one, one is still in high school, which is super exciting. Actually, what? at the academy. Oh no way! Um, and then we have, you know, just people from all over the area who are. We have two local professional um, performers, and, and you know, so we're sort of infusing this thing with all the levels of of you know, performers, and um, that's going to be really exciting too because everybody's going to get to gain something from being a part of that. And then the community and the schools get to gain, you know, I think as well from sure. having people involved with it as well. So, sure. um, and if anybody wants information about the event, they can visit cvlt.org, I believe is what it is. Do we have that information? I do. I was going to mention that in my class. Oh, okay. Uh, What a segue. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just in an effort to get anybody information who might be interested in supporting, um, or if they find themselves in the Cleveland area or have wanderlust and want to come join us in the Cleveland area, um, you know, that's, that's the place to go to find the info. Yeah. Cool. And I believe they can also donate as well, right? Absolutely. Okay, great. Absolutely. This is a fundraiser after all. You know, we are raising funds. So, you know, we, are, we welcome those in any form. Exactly. And through any channel. Absolutely. So. Well, um, you guys have been delightful. Oh, you've you. been delightful. Oh, thank, thank you, you very much. much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. It's just oh. been such a great experience leading up to it and getting Ooh. to spend the afternoon with you has been so nice. It's, it's been my pleasure entirely. Um, I know I was a little nervous, um, but it's, it's uh, again, I've really, I followed your careers and I think that uh, you're both extremely talented and I'm glad that we could have this conversation to show that you're not just talented gentlemen, but you're also gracious, kind, nice gentlemen who are, um, who, who give back. I just think it's really cool. Thanks, man. So thank you for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for the cookies and the water. Yeah, seriously. I come prepared. (laughs) I try to. It's like you've done this before. (laughs) I got it. Once or twice. It's not my first time. (laughs) Again, thank you for being with us. Actor, director, Rob Sapp and actor, Corey Cott. Uh, Director and honorary co-chair, respectively, from the upcoming Broadway Comes to Chagrin. Well, folks, the proverbial 11 o'clock number has been sung and the vows have been taken, so it's time to lower the curtain. Once again, I want to thank Rob and Corey. You guys were amazing. For complete information on Broadway Comes to Chagrin, please visit their website, wonderfully designed by the lovely Jill Markey, at www.broadwaycomestochagrin.org. That's .org. Just keep that in mind. Also, please visit the Chagrin Valley Little Theater website at http uh, colon backslash backslash 
cvlt.org. That's cvlt.org. Or you could just, I'm sure you can just find them looking them up on Yahoo or Google as well. And also, go see their current show. It's The Country House by Donald Margulies, whose brother Howard, who is a terrific writer, comic strip artist, and a great friend, is featured on this show. He is uh, episode 10. He is really, really, really funny. I think it's just him just talking and me giggling the entire time. So <laughs> that's, but, but please go back and listen to his episode as well and go see The Country House. It's a great, great play. I saw it twice in LA and I loved it. Um, as far as my show goes, you can find more episodes of Your Program Is Your Ticket at facebook.com backslash Program Is Your Ticket. I'm on Twitter at, at Program Ticket. The website is yourprogramisyourticket.com, that makes sense. And I'm on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate me. Write me a review, subscribe, all that helps uh, uh, with my profile, and I appreciate it. Folks, take a little time to see a show this week, and don't forget to give a smaller show some love. There's lots of theater gems out there. And until our next show, good night, theater people, and Kirk. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.